I believe it took Tommy falling in love with me for him to realize I can love you and I can love Ra. <laughs> so Ra must be able to do that. And that was kind of like a big thing in his brain. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult the medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy. Welcome to episode 145. We're Finn and Emma, and guess what? What? We, we have our first thruple today. Yeah, well, it's not our first thruple. Okay, it's the first, first interview with a thruple. Right, yeah, the first interview. We're still waiting on our first thruple, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Okay, anyway... No, super, super fun conversation. We're super grateful that they reached out to share their story. It's, I mean, it's honestly, it's a super heartwarming story. It's a very fun discussion. And we get to hear sort of the evolution of, honestly, all three of them really never wanted to be in any sort of dynamic like this, yet here they are. Yeah. So just for a little quick background, Ra and Tom have been married 10 years and they met Mel about a year and a half ago. They're going to cover all And that. it's... Yes, it's been an amazing journey. Also, one thing to note, Ra is short for Sarah, which is only relevant because later in the episode towards the end, Tom refers to her as Sarah, and I didn't want people to freak out and think I fucked up editing. <laughs> we didn't. Don't we worry. We didn't. We asked them, and they said it was fine. So it's okay. Yeah. Other major important things uh, to note, well, none. You'll have to, you'll you'll have have to, to wait come, and listen. You'll have to wait and listen. And uh, we're excited to share this one. Yeah, unless you want to go down the throuple route no, again. No, no, no. We, we <laughs> derailed enough there. <laughs> um, so, yes, thank you to them. And really quick, before we jump into the episode, we are going to talk a little bit about the amazing community that we are working to build here. If you're not interested in learning about that, sad for you. You can go ahead and skip a few minutes ahead. Otherwise, buckle up. It's about to get community driven yeah listen to us for a few minutes yep. so first up what what oh first up we've got our virtual meet and greet coming up this weekend so just in a couple of days on saturday september 19th we have our virtual meet and greet speed meet and greet so we've done these for the past couple months once a month they're fantastic they're ten dollars they're open to anybody you can sign up um on our website go to normalizingonmonogamy.com Click on the meet and greet tab and all the information will be there. But basically, we bring everybody together into Zoom. Then we ask fun questions. We do breakout rooms. You get to meet in smaller groups. You get to meet in bigger groups. You get to learn all about all the people and all the things. Yeah. And everybody loves it. And it's super fucking awesome. And we're excited to do it. And we'll see you on Saturday. That's an order. These bring more and more people every month. And we love doing them. They're just an incredible, incredibly diverse range of people that join too. So please come join us. We'd love to meet you and have us. Have us? They're going to have us. <laughs> they're going to be our thruple. <laughs> hey, speaking of thruples. We'd love to meet you, so come join us. <laughs> speaking of thruples, we've been sending our recent guests the ability to come to these meet and greets for free. And spoiler alert, one of our most recent thruples Today's. has signed up for this weekend's meet and greet. So 
I don't know if that's motivation to come on the show or motivation to come to the meet and greet or both, but... Both, hopefully. Both. So anyway, it's all about community. Emma wants to have a thruple. (laughs) So do you. (laughs) And now... Okay, to sign up. I know Finn already covered this. Go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the meet and greet tab. Also, while you're over on our website, click on the Patreon button. The We've been building our community in Patreon for a little over a year now, and it has grown into over 100 patrons, and it's an amazing community. And a few things that we're offering, uh, the first, it's tonight, September 16th, if you're listening to this on the Wednesday that it comes out, we have our next women's group call. Every month we do a women's discussion group call. We started this um, back in like April, I think it was. And then we also have a women's chat group. Uh, so if you're interested in any of that, we'd love to have you join us. And then we also do a monthly Q&A where we just have a pretty informal discussion where we answer questions in the group kind of all talks and has a um, question and answer time. And the next one will be on September 30th. That's the Wednesday night. We have two of them, one at 9 p.m. Eastern and another one at 9 p.m. Pacific. Yeah. And finally, uh, one of the other perks you can get at the five or $10 and up levels is an ongoing sort of virtual chat through a platform called MeWe. People use it to answer questions, help each other out, get support, share wins, most, most recently, talk about sh- the best design yeah, shower. Everybody was sharing their shower and bathtub setups. So <laughs> that made us a little envious. And the, the people in New York City who barely have a bathroom. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a great community. And we would love it if you uh, would love to be a part of it. We would welcome you with open arms. Yes. And just a quick shout out. Thank you so much to those of you who are Patreon members. It just warms our hearts that all of you want to come and join and that we've created this community and it wouldn't be possible without all of you. Absolutely. Our last thing that we want to do is say thank you to our sponsor for today's episode, Alt Playground. If you're not familiar with Alt Playground yet, they are an online dating website for non-monogamous people of all shapes, sizes, and flavors. Yes. And they are growing new, exciting news. They have acquired two different uh, other swinging websites, Love Voodoo, and Swingers Underground. So what does this mean for you? Many more people. Yeah, you just basically, they brought in like a dump truck full of new people and just dumped them in. And so you will now have access to all of the sexy people who are on these other sites. Yes. So it's just another example of the way Alt Playground is really trying to grow and be more diverse. Yeah. And that was a sexy dump truck, by the way. It was like, <laughs> had like a tight little bikini on. It was really, it was really adorable. I think you should draw a little graphic for this ad. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So <laughs> if you want to sign up, head over straight to altplayground.net. You can sign up there or go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. And there are links on the resources page, along with other favorite resources of ours that do help support the show. So thank you very much in advance for that. And we hope you enjoy this episode. Yeah, let's go talk to Mel, Ra, and Tom. And before we jump in, I just want to say that we jump in in the middle of a discussion. Yeah. And we're laughing and it's fun. So you, if you want to right now, start laughing out loud. <laughs> you'll just you'll, join right in. And it'll you'll fit in, uh-huh. is what I'm saying. So thank you to listening to us. Should we just start laughing? Start laughing now. Not you, them. No, we should start laughing too. No, no, too. not me. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the episode. Thank you again. Laugh, laugh. I am laughing. What do you think? (laughs) It's surprising that Mel and I are not wearing something matching or tie-dye. We've been doing a ton of tie-dye. A lot of (laughs) tie-dye. That's awesome. Tie-dye stuff. Mm -hmm. I could have thrown my tie-dye on. 
No, you wore it the other day, and it's in the dirty laundry. <laughs> this, shirt, this shirt came from the dirty laundry, too. So. <laughs> You're not supposed to tell them that. It's a, it's a podcast. It's a podcast. You can't smell it. No, you can't smell through it. Yeah, it's true. All right. We'll leave all that in. That's fun. All right. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the show. We're our first thruple. Yeah. We're super excited. This is a first for the show, and you all three seem like amazing people, and we can't wait to learn more about you. Yeah. So maybe we should start with who are you and kind of a high-level <laughs> overview of who each of you are. All right. So I'm Tommy. I'm 34, and I'm married to Ra. We've been married 10 years, got together in college 15 years ago. And, uh, we met Mel, I met Mel initially, we'll get to that, but, uh, I met, we met Mel about a year and a half year, three months ago or so. And, um, and I'm Ra, I'm 34. I'm Tom's wife of 10 years, but, um, Mel is also my and our girlfriend of a little over a year. And we've been non-monogamous almost our entire relationship, but it has taken many shapes and forms yeah off and on but i would say and i'm excited to get to that part or this that part of our most recent delve which was just uh right before we met mel we were kind of on again off again and we hadn't really had an open relationship for a few years until i'd say april of last year and then we met mel in may and so it was kind of what what we were our ideal of who we wanted to have in our life kind of, we, we kind of, uh, summoned her from the universe. <laughs> <laughs> and awesome. I'm Mel and I'm 27 and I am these two's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, yeah, no, it's good. That was our 17th try. So it was, it was spot on guys. <laughs> you should, you should hear how many times we do our intros and outros. Sometimes, oh yeah. So oh, don't yeah. feel bad. Um, I guess maybe a good, since we we heard in one of your previous intros that that Mel that Mel you're fairly new to non-monogamy, so maybe a good place to start would be there and like what your experience is and how you kind of wound up with these two. So I read The Ethical Slut two summers ago, I think, and I read it because one of my best friends from college told me to read it. She was a recent lesbian, like just came out as lesbian. And um, she's been one of my best friends for for like eight years since the beginning of college. And uh, so I read The Ethical Slut, definitely got things like cogs moving in my head, uh, wheels turning. And um, then at one of our other, so kind of backing up a little more. So she and I have always like texted about sex and always like talked about our sexy experiences together, like really delved into the details, which is always so fun. At one of our other best friends weddings, we ended up hooking up. So she was my first girl that I ever hooked up with. And that was kind of the beginning of it all. And then, so that was the summer. And then it was not until, was it the same summer? Yeah. I think it was was the same summer that I met these guys. So that was, um, earlier in the summer and then later in the summer, um, I, so I had been, I've been single. I dated a few guys like for a couple, like a year or two, nothing super serious. And then I was hooking up with a bunch of dudes and was kind of just like, eh. 
um, I don't, I'm not like into this anymore. Like, and I literally Googled apps, good apps for hooking up because I was just like over the guy I was seeing and field popped up. And my friend who I had hooked up with, she was like, Oh, I know that app. Like, or my friend has seen it before. Like, you should get on it. That is how I met these guys. Like literally within a week of getting on that app. And, uh, that is, that's literally it. I never had a poly experience before that, just the ethical flip reading that. And that was it. And then, uh, when I first met these guys, we all dated all together at the beginning and then kind of have like broken off and done, done solo dates and everything. But yeah, at the beginning it was, it was all, I was, I was freaking out. I was like, I'm going on a date with a married couple. What? Like who does that? No one does that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah. That's my, that's literally it. There was nothing before. It was all you know, monogamous, like college, I hooked up with guys I never had, but I've never really had, I had a boyfriend in high school and then college never had a boyfriend. And then I had two post-college boyfriends that were with less than two years each. So right. yeah, that's all. Yeah. Right. Very so cool. Good segue into kind of how Ron, I got into the throuple. Um, so uh, Ron, I dated pretty early in college. It's, we were, we were sophomores when we met fell in love. It was great. And around junior, senior year, there was a, a magical night where I was hanging out with her best friend and her roommate. And it was, it was the three of them. And then, uh, you know, I was pouring drinks and made probably like, you know, suggest, suggestive comments or whatever. And like ran upstairs, whatever, came back down and, and ended up, we ended up all hooking up. Like they kind of took me up on my, on my crazy offer. And we had this amazing night and we were like, Whoa. And then afterwards, like, and to clarify, they were both women, both women, us three gals and Tommy. Yeah. Okay, but, when, but the best part was like, afterwards we were all, you know, still friends and everything oh, yeah, wasn't weird. Friends. It wasn't yeah. weird. And, and, and so, and, and raw had a great night and I had a great night and, and we were like, Whoa, that, that was cool. And so like the rest of college, we tried to make that happen again. And it, didn't really happen. And then, you know, after college, we, we split up for a, a little bit, but then, you know, we, uh, got, uh, you know, married and then bought a house. And then all of a sudden, a couple of years later, we were thinking like, Hey, remember that cool night? Like, like, how do we, how do we, you know, what if we try to do something like that again? And so we didn't know what we were doing. We, we, we were in California at the time. We don't live there anymore. And we just looked up, you know, swinger stuff. And so like we found like some local parties and groups and clubs and stuff like that. There was a sex club that we uh, just randomly went to. And the first time we went there, we walk in and it, uh, it was like literally within 15 minutes where I was like, I'm out of here. Yeah, I panicked. I had a little meltdown. He's like, I can't do leave. this. <laughs> and I was like, well, we don't have to do anything. We can just, we can just like, you know, hang out and like just, so we, we, we tried again and, uh, we went back a second time and met some really, really cool people, beautiful people. And, uh, they invited us back to their apartment and, um, Ra had a really great night that night, but I didn't have a great night that night. <laughs> it's just because the, these clubs were BYOB. And I, I think I was drinking, uh, my anxiety away, which doesn't <laughs> normally help <laughs> later on. But, uh, so anyway, we, 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 through them, we made some friends and then we went to some more parties. We really loved the, the sex positivity of those, you know, those parties and, and, uh, and everyone that was there, but there was just something missing for us. I think, you know, it was, it was, 
I think we didn't know what we, we didn't know, honestly. There, it was mostly about hooking up and very like no strings attached. You know, long story short, like we ended up, you know, just kind of deciding this wasn't this wasn't the best thing for us because we didn't have any we didn't have any communications. Like we had no rules, no agreements. No, we had, we just kind of went in there blind, and things would come up or things would happen, and and the next day we'd end up being trying to deconstruct like what went wrong or what went right right or whatever, and ended up becoming like more hassle than than it was fun. And so we took a break for it from it for a few years. And then there was a couple that we were really good friends with and we would hang out with them. We'd go out and like, you know, they were, they were into us and we were into them. And like a couple of nights, all of a sudden we're like, Hey, Raleigh, should I like mention spin the bottle or something like that? That'd be fun. Right. And there, she's like, sure. And so we played spin the bottle and, and this we was a va- was this a vanilla couple like uh, just it was friends? a vanilla couple friends okay. of ours and we were just there was some there was some electricity in the air and like Ron and I had a little experience with that and they had none but it just what I think it was those were that was a great night and and we actually ended up hooking up with them at a later time on Ross thirtieth birthday but uh, <laughs> but you know what I think was better for us then was that we actually had like. A, a connection with them, like an emotional connection. We were friends with them and we trusted them. And, and in, in a, in a way that you love a friend, we loved them. And so that made it, that was like, Whoa, like we kind of like hit like, all right, there, there's something there. And so. That you had been uh, missing in your previous experiences. Yeah. Okay. These, the random people, the randomness about it was, was difficult for us. And cause like, um, we didn't really know them, didn't necessarily trust them right out of the gate or whatever. I think that was a big part of it for me, especially. Uh, as far as being comfortable so i'm trying not to like belabor the whole story but like you're you're just fine (laughs) this is the point so (laughs) so, uh you know we had a couple of experiences with them and it you know we tried to talk to them the next day because i think what we learned in our 20s was that like communication was good and so we tried to communicate with them afterwards like hey like this happened we hooked up we were all drunk but you know like maybe we should talk about it. And they didn't want to talk about it. They didn't want to, they didn't really want to acknowledge that that happened. And they're yeah, like, there was a lot of, a lot of shame. Yeah. A lot of shame. Of and we're like, that, Oh, that kind of damaged the friendship a little bit. Yeah. And, f- and for us, it was, for us, it was like an, this amazing positive experience. We're like, wow, that was way better than anything that we had like happened in our twenties. And so like, we, we didn't really go any farther with it until, you know, a couple of years later, you know, about a year and a half ago, I think Raw stumbled upon some some articles or blogs on on polyamory, and she did some research on her own. And, and then, you know, kind of, I'll let her give her story, her side of the story. But you know, she brought it up to me, and then we started just, you know, really kind of delving into like what that was, and you know, kind of talking about what what the idea because the the fun and the excitement and and all of that about the non non monogamy like was was still there in us but we didn't really know what we were doing so we just had we just started like how do we figure this out and uh so why don't i let you why don't i let you kind of talk about your side of the story because you were the she was actually the one who initially brought it up with me to like hey we should try this again and here's how i think we should do it and um i was initially skeptical uh i, I was i was thinking like whoa like you think we should like love other people or really start having like connections with other people? Cause like, that's scary. That's really scary. Uh, yeah. So why don't, why don't you, why don't you kind of like talk about where, where it came from, especially with our, our friend. Yeah. So I think, 
you know, for me, it started way back when we first got together and we're fooling around the friends in college and having fun experimenting. And, you know, the night that he talked about with my girlfriends and a lot of situations like that happened over through college. But then afterwards, when we got married and a lot were kind of, okay, what just happened here? They were, you know, not necessarily planned and they were not intentional or thoughtful experiences, but some of them were, and some of them were just magical. And a lot of the ones that we had out West, like I got so much body positivity and confidence out of, and they're so female focused. And I really loved that. And we met such great, open, honest people that I knew like there was something there but we didn't have the tools. We didn't have the communication down to, to make it work and, and the, you know, the honesty that this all really requires. Like we didn't have that there. So we, we had pieces, but not the whole thing. And then when we, we, we took a break for a while. Um, so there was some family drama going on and we moved uh, to the East coast. And when we got here, I met a really great gal who became my best friend who I fell in love with and realized like I was capable of more than just a physical attraction to women and sat on that information by myself in my crazy imagination for like a year (laughs) before I came out to Tom and told him like, Hey, I I think I'm actually bisexual, not just bi curious. And she was sobbing. I was like, Oh my God, bawling. And he passed me on that. He's like, Oh baby, it's okay. I know. Like I knew that. (laughs) Yeah. Totally cool. And then totally like, like, yeah, of course. (laughs) And it started as, okay, well, I'd, I'd really like to explore this and see what's here and see what emotional connections other people could be like. Yeah. And, and that, that was initially scary for me. Like I, I would say like the, the emotional connection, I was like, well, like, well, what if you fall? It's all the what ifs and the fears. And, and, and so, but then like, as I kind of wrapped my head around it and my guard went down, I was like, well, the best experience we've always had are like with our best friends. And, and I guess like, you know, we love them. Right. I guess. And so we started talking about like what the ideal scenario would look like. We would, we would, at the time we weren't really sure we would go full polyamorous, but we were like, well, we don't want to just swing. We tried that and it wasn't great. So we're like, maybe we could find some people that we could hang out with and they would become like part of our lives. Like, cause Ron, and I like to have our friend, we have a small group. We've always had small groups of friends, but they've always been really deep, deep connections. And they've almost become yeah, like so family. Yeah, so we were big on like, okay, friends with benefits. Let's see if we can find great. But like best friends, like yeah. just go on vacations with them. Yeah. <laughs> These people will be like PICs and, and like, we also get to be intimate with them, which would be so cool. Cause like, we just loved that sort of like deep, deep friendships. And, and, and then. Because like there were instances in the past where like there's been like a couple of even guys where they were just best friends with us. Like one of them lived with us for six months. There was never anything physical or intimate, but like they were in our lives and I never had a, I never worried about it. I was just like, yeah, they're, they're almost basically part of the family. And so we're, you know, so we were like, well, okay. So what if we could find someone who's like that, but then we could also fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, and so we started Googling how to, you know, like, okay, what's the next step? We should like try to get online and use one of these apps. We went to school. I mean, we started looking. We knew, okay, we we have something here, but we're way over our heads. Let's just 
research the heck out of this and start doing homework. Yeah, and then, going on the app. And then we started having check-ins, yeah. I mean, almost on a daily basis at the beginning, and then weekly, it was hours and hours of just I mean, dozens, studying. dozens of hours <laughs> of, of conversation, like, what about this? Like, you know, and just reassuring each other, constantly reassuring that this is what we want and how we want it and the ideal situation. And so we get on the app, we're like, all right, well, we might as well just, like, start trying to, like, reach out to people. And we would always go through the app together and everything was always together. Like, you know, like, no, no, yes, yes, no. And just to be nosy, was this field or what? Yeah. Field, okay. field yeah. is really the only app we All used. Field, yeah. yeah. Um, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, don't worry. Um, so I guess this is probably the, this is like the fun part of, of, of <laughs> it's all been fun. I know, but this is like, this is like the, the magical part. <laughs> well, I'm, real quick before you dive into the magic, I wanted to, so what had you and Rod determined was the the magic formula that you were looking for, right? Because you said, well, we've had men live with us and they became family. Like, had you talked about, like, maybe it's another guy, maybe it's another couple, maybe it's another woman. Like, what did you determine was the, like, the holy grail that you were seeking? Yeah. I would say it wasn't necessarily about gender or couple it was more people we could connect with on a deep level be really honest about talk about all these things have that that good connection and communication but then they totally respect our relationship and aren't here to make waves or anything like that you know it complements it really well yeah i might walk that back just a little bit because initially i was you know petrified of of single guys and 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 whatnot so like i think my initial comfort zone was around couples and single women like most people get into this um single women like just like a a third like a girl you know was like the best case scenario and then i was we were open to the couple thing but you know it took and it took me months and months and months of a lot of hard work on myself to become comfortable with you know a guy and that that can be late. I mean, because that's since happened, but but um, where where Rock or Mel came in was um, really early on in, in this. Like I'm saying, like our our first conversation, this coming out conversation with Ra was in April, and then I met Mel in May in the wild, and then we all went on our first date like at the end of June, first part of July. So it was like we hadn't really met that we we hung out with one couple and like fooled around with the, the the lady the 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 wife in that couple on our own like that was our first experience since opening things up and that was a one-time thing but i met i met mel in the wild randomly one time like on my way to meet Ra at a happy hour i met her i met mel and we had this interesting five-minute conversation uh because they're both they're both captains they both are into like you know being boat captains uh Ra's a sailor and, and Mel is a boat, like a, you know, motorboat, um, captain. And, and so, you know, I was like, Oh, my wife's a sailor. And we just had this great conversation and, 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 and then I just like walked away. Well, no. And he, at, he said to me, Oh yeah, yeah. I know this is crazy, but you should come sailing with my wife and I tomorrow. Yeah. And I was like, that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like uh, I can't, I'm busy or I have to work or whatever. Yeah. And that's the last, that's the only thing I remember from yeah. our initial meet. And then he shows up to me and he's like, I met this great gal. She's a captain. I'm like, great. Did you get her number? He's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And this was like totally in the wild. And and this was like all like in the initial part of, so I was like, I felt comfortable with telling her that. And I felt comfortable with, you know, talking to Mel, but like, Hey, you should come stand with us. 
So then, so then like, yeah, like fast forward a couple of weeks later and it was like, you know, we were brushing our teeth. I was brushing my teeth in my underwear in the morning and like going through the app. And I was like, holy shit, this is Mel. This is the girl I met that day. And I was like showing, showing Ross, like, I, this is her. And it was like, you have to like, just like some of the apps, you have to both like each other in order to be able to send a message. So I liked her, but I couldn't send her a message. But so I showed Ra her profile. And she's like, oh, I think I matched with her. And so I was like, oh, so you can send her a message. And so, <laughs> so she sent her a message. I was like, send her a message. So tell- then I get this message yeah. that says, Hey, uh, I know this is crazy, but I'm pretty sure you're, I'm pretty sure my husband met you like a week or two ago. Um, he was meeting me somewhere and he had all these things to say about you. Like, uh, that was kind of it. That's what you said. Yeah, like, message. and I was something like, about sailing, or and I was like, "Huh, yeah, I do remember him actually." Yeah, <laughs> and that's how it all started. Yeah, so then we were like, "Well, let's hang out and have a beer." And so then we all hung out, and I mean, the rest is history, which we can get into. But so you had done all, like you had said, you kind of dove in and did all that research. You had done that up all prior to meeting Mel, right? Yeah. yeah, but there's actually a really interesting piece about meeting Mel and finding her profile because on her profile it said, uh, she, like her first line was like, ethical slut. An, eth- an, eth- an ethical slut. And I was just like, what is it? What is an ethical slut? And I was <laughs> yeah. like, whoa. And so. And I told them, I I so think she, I asked you, have you guys read The right. Ethical Slut? Like, no. And Ra was like, four days later, I finished it. <laughs> 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 like, so yeah. So then she's reading and she's crushing and she, and she's, I'm, like in the hammock with her and she's like oh my god she's like this is so painful from the beginning yeah this is so painful oh my god we suck we, we, we screwed up so many times and so then i read the book and i was like jesus you're right and and so that book definitely gave us so many more tools like everything that we were like craving to like learn about and how to do it the right way and ethically and, and openly and honestly and so like we we've we got that through Mel, which is like another like serendipitous thing, I guess, if you will. Well, and, and I'm curious on Mel, your behalf, when you got on field, were you, was it mainly to explore the outlet of other women or was it like you were interested in non-monogamy and couples because you had now learned a little bit about it by reading Ethical Slut? It literally was, no, none of those reasons. I was not <laughs> I had no, I didn't like, I read the ethical slut, but the ethical slut is very couples based. It's very like you are trying to open your marriage or you you are in a marriage or in a couple. So I definitely, I learned a lot from reading that book, but I don't think, I don't, I don't know. I, I definitely was not prepared to date a married like married people. Like that was not my <laughs> plan. Dating date. was radar. No, I didn't even really want to date. I kind of was happy that I, I was, I was single and I was, I had been in a relationship for two years um, and it had ended at the beginning of the previous summer. Yeah. So it had been a whole year of single male and I had been kind of like, like amped to explore that. And I, I had, I, so I had just hooked up with my girl friend, my friend who's a girl. And, um, but yeah, and honestly, honestly, I got on field to, to be like, like, cause I, I'm sick of this dude that I'm currently hooking up. That was the reason. So there was no real like uh, poly reason. It was, I, which is crazy. You're just looking for, for you know, something new or something. I, I guess so. I guess, yes, I was. I was thinking poly world, but I was thinking, you know, me and dating multiple single humans or multiple humans. I was not planning on becoming a throuple with anyone. 
Absolutely. Right. Any of us married for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> and, and, and at that time, like we were, Ron and I were just thinking about trying to find really cool friends with benefits. Like we, we weren't even in the realm of being like, all right, let's fall, find someone to fall in love with. Like that just kind of naturally happened over time. Yeah. Right. Well, I think maybe it would be fun to hear, not that it wouldn't be fun to hear from your perspective, the, the married couple, but, <laughs> but Mel, your first date with a couple, like you're, you, you're going on a date with a couple. What is that like? So I couldn't even eat dinner. I had one slice of pizza and my roommate like forced it down my throat. I was like, I am so nervous. I'm freaking out. Um, I drove to meet up with them at the Meta Bar. And like once I, I'm always nervous before a date, but once I get with the people, I'm always fine. So it was great. Very fun. But I definitely got drunk. And so <laughs> we ended up going back to their apartment, but just um, they have two dogs and Tommy was like, do you want to meet the dogs? And I was like, of course I do. Like I love dogs. So we, we like had another drink out on the balcony and it was amazing. And I remember talking, like we kind of talked about sexy stuff and I was like, well, that was after, I, after the fireworks. Then. Oh yeah. We watched fireworks cause it was right around the, fourth that's why we invited so her back. Was, we, we weren't going to invite her back, but we're like, if you come back, we have to, a no play in the first date rule. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, it's like, this is, this means nothing, but this fireworks right outside our place. If yeah, you want to yeah, come I see that. Yeah. So yeah, so we went to watch fireworks, which was like a pretty magical experience. And I yeah, I was totally that was like an out of body. Like I don't even yeah. I feel like I was just like, this is crazy, and they're both so nice and they're both so hot. (laughs) (laughs) And then they walked me out and Tommy said, Is it okay if I kiss you? And I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. And so then right outside their apartment he kissed me and I was like I think I should kiss Ra too. And she was like, out here. <laughs> like we were out in the common area of the apartment building where everybody can see it. <laughs> but it was late. So it's not like anyone's watching. But so yeah, that was the end. And then they left for a trip for three weeks. I don't know. Did I see you one more time before? One more time. Yeah. So then, yeah, it was um, crazy. And I remember my roommate being like, how was it? And I was like, it was so fun. And like, I, I've always at least current, like recent, like in my adult age, like I definitely, I get along better with people based on just like personalities and like, ha- like I, I don't really have like a type when it comes to like looks or whatever, definitely has to deal with personalities and how we vibe. And I just felt like it literally immediately that these two were very like on my level and we, we vibed so well. And it was, it's just, it's always been easy yeah. from literally the first date, which is crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think you talked a little bit about how you started dating together and then it evolved to individual dating. I guess maybe uh, all three of you could take us through the evolution that, process. that, that is Tom, Mel, and Ra. Hmm. Mel, Ra, and Tom. And <laughs> what, what's the preferred order, by the way, on your behalf? Hey, Tom, Ra, and Mel. But, well, I think girls first. I agree. Tom. I'm, I'm outnumbered, so whatever they say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you happen to notice, all our episodes are always, if there's a woman in the episode, that her name's first. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't love notice. That. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We started that at the very beginning and it just stuck. It's our one little nod to trying to equal things out slightly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. We like appreciate you. it. <laughs> so... 
So I think I, I get, I'll start. You jump in. Um, we went on a bunch of dates after we got back from our trip, all of us together. Um, and then I, for me anyway, I was feeling really comfortable and like I'd had started to build pretty good trust. And so I said, okay, how would you guys feel about starting one-on-one relationships with each other? You know, Mel and I going on dates, Tom and Mel going on dates. Obviously yeah. we're married, so we go on dates, but, <laughs> um, you know, being okay with being at home while they're out doing their thing and yeah. I'm not with them and things like that. And it, that was a big jump. That was, well, yeah. there was also a lot pre COVID these right. two both travel a lot. So there was a lot of, um, you know, Ra's away, Tommy's home, Tommy's away, Ra's home. Like that happened often, yes. at least a few times a month. So that definitely was like, you yeah. know, I feel but, like that was a big factor. But initially it was always the three of us. And that was always an agreement that we would always be the, together, the three of us. And, and, and Ra and I, in our own, you know, relationship, as far as the non-monogamy goes, like it was always, we're going to go on dates together. We're going to meet other couples together. And while we were dating Mel initially, and even now we're still casually dating people it, that has evolved from us only going on dates together to us going on dates separate. So that, that whole evolution was a painstakingly difficult process, mm-hmm. not difficult, but it was, we, there, there we was all had a lot of growing, lot of growing to do a lot of feels, a lot of check-ins, reassurance, tears, yeah. the whole nine yards. Last, last fall. Your podcast helped a lot. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> last fall was so you guys started going on your own dates mel and i we were doing our dates Mm -hmm. and last fall you guys really started falling for each other Mm -hmm. and there was a couple months there where you guys were just in that like big time fuzzy crushy infatuation head over heelsness and i was watching you fall in love but i know you and i weren't totally connecting on that level yet it Mm -hmm. it was a slower burn for us Yeah. yeah so um i think that was a tricky time for me watching that all happen and being on the sidelines like I knew I needed to just give it space and work on my my stuff that was coming up because there were a lot of feels coming up but I knew like for this to work I had to give them room and and give it space for them to grow and that that big new relationship energy did go away and it settled out but it was (laughs) it was a intense couple of months it was was funny because and were you going to say your initial I was going to say yeah. that background on that is that Ra never like went on dates with other dudes until after Tommy and I basically fell in love pretty much. Would yeah. you say? Because, yeah. Cause I wasn't comfortable because Tommy was kind of in the sense that, you know, if, if we've all learned now, you know, you can love multiple humans, but before that it was kind of, if Ra falls in love with someone else, she's definitely going to leave me. So I think personally, fears and insecurities, I believe it took Tommy falling in love with me for him to realize I can love you and I can love Ra. (laughs) So Ra must be able to do that. And that was kind of like a big thing in his brain and unlearning. And then it kind of, so so since Ra, Ra and I have our own relationship, of course, and but it was definitely a slower, I think, like, people, girls who are bi or who mostly date guys have a, you know, it's it's different to date a girl, if any. I think most people, like... Awesome on its own level, I yeah. will say. Yeah, yeah totally different. awesome, but it's, it's just different. different. And so I think she she wanted to date 
you know, other guys, but that wasn't really okay yet. And then it kind of took Tommy and I's relationship really blossoming for him to realize and for him to not, not okay it, but you know, to, to open up to that possibility. Yeah. I mean, just like I think I've heard on your show many times, it was, you know, tons of rules and agreements. And then over time, things start to, those start to dissolve as Mm -hmm. comfort levels and comfort zones and and growth, growth happens. You know, Um, I think for me, like, you know, I, I had to do a lot of unlearning of, you know, what it's like to be a guy in the society, as far as like the way that you look at you. I mean, and there's, there's, there's jealous women and, you know, but like the typical jealous guy, you know, I'm not a violent person, but like you, you, you know what it, what it looks like in TV and movies and in stories about like, you know, guys having that, you know, and my father, you know, raised me, my dad's a very controlling person and stuff like that. So I, I had a, I had a lot of bad habits and, and I definitely, it, it definitely took a lot, a lot of work for me to kind of peel those back societal, you know, like guys, my friends, you know, saying like, Hey, it's great that you have a, da- a girl you're dating, but like, I would never let my ex wife, or I would never let my wife or girlfriend like date another guy, like no way, you know? And so it's, you know, hearing, getting that sort of like negative reinforcement versus like a positive reinforcement. And, and also my own insecure, insec- like a lot of insecurities and, and, um, feelings of fear and stuff like that. And, and that's, you know, more than two and ethical slide and those things really kind of helped me kind of work through those, the green monster, you know, jealousy feelings and, and whatnot. And yeah, definitely, you know, really falling for Mel and, and then raw wanting to also, you know, and then like her trusting me to, you know, stay in our marriage while I'm also like falling head over heels for another person. Like I was like, okay, you know, that's true. Like, it's definitely not fair for me to be doing this. And then for you to not be able to go seek out a meaningful relationship on your own like that. And so like, you know, I, I started slowly being comfortable, more comfortable. And, and then, and then, and then we open things up and it's like, the first date's always the hardest. Right. And then it's like, okay. And then you you get to meet that person and the whole metamor relationship. I don't, I haven't become very close with the metamor, you know, with, people that she's dated but that's that would be my best case like that would be the perfect scenario is that like she could find someone that i could be best friends with you know that would that would be that would be cool because we've had guys and i was just like man i would love it like when we were talking about it initially i was like man if you could just find a person like x or y like those guys and i are just so like and if you were to date them now like that would have been cool because like i would i trust them you know i trust them with my relationship i trust them with you um and, and so that was, that was definitely really hard for me, but it's gotten a lot easier. I mean, it's still not easy, but it's gotten a lot easier. And Mel going on dates is always difficult initially, but it's, you know, it's just a lot about trust and communication and, and those things. Yeah, I think yeah. the the shift is that, you know, you said you, you trust that guy with your relationship, but the thing is you have to like, you just have to trust Mel that, yeah, that your yeah, relationship and is and uh, Ra. or Ra, I'm sorry, both, I'm so, both, of, both, both of them actually, right? Because uh, we both stayed outside the throuple and right. yeah, there's trust, and then there's also a leap of faith. Like you have right. to just okay, yeah. if they if they think that person is worthy and and quality, then you got to trust it until they can meet them and and right. feel that. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Which which trust. that's right. Yeah, which is a, which is one of the questions that I had. Which is then it sounds like all three of you are now. Like you're, 
a a primary thruple with additional like I don't know if it's if you do hierarchy or not, but like secondary or outside partners that you each date individually on your own as well. Right. Yeah. In non-COVID times, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, and we try to not be hierarchical about it and just, I mean, obviously there are natural hierarchies of Tom and I live together and time is a limited resource, but beyond that, we try not to put hierarchy and limits on it of, oh, you're a secondary and right. you get X amount of time with me and things like that. We, we try not to do that actively. And we do date outside of it, but COVID certainly has made it challenging and lots of questions come up about who's invited in the social bubble and what are their networks like and yeah. shifted things quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think hearing that is, is fantastic. Cause I think, so, so Ra, you said something early on when, when we said what was like the ideal situation and you said that you were looking to find somebody who wouldn't cause ripples in your relationship with Tom Right. And, and that is, and I, I don't want to go on my soapbox of unicorn hunting because <laughs> people have heard enough of that, but like, that's the classic, like we want somebody to come in that can serve a certain need. And then when we don't want that, we just, we have us. And it sounds like you very much evolved away from that really fast into like yeah, yeah. all, all of us have our autonomy. This person that's coming in is treated just like the rest of us. And we all are one unit that has, you know, um, yeah, autonomy and there's a word, sovereignty and, and individuality, just individuality. Yeah. And like, I just, I think that was, is awesome to hear the the shift there. Cause when you said that, I, I just heard probably a lot of the poly, like hardcore people being like unicorn hunters and they got angry. Yeah. And, and, you know, we see that now too. And I think that that's been cool to see ourselves evolve from there and quickly, you know, only a year, but it's, it's interesting now. Like we don't necessarily look for people or try and date and meet people thinking, oh, don't make ripples. Now it's like, there's going to be waves. There are going to be ripples. It's how we deal with them. It's how we talk about them. Mm-hmm. And can we all just, you know, agree to be good humans and get along and trust each other? Yeah. yeah. And two of the three of you are boat captains, so it should be no issue. <laughs> <laughs> right. Our uh, group text chain is Tom and the captain. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> So I'm, I'm curious, where where do you three see this going in the future? Do you have any, have, have you talked about that? If, if... Oh, yeah. You're looking at me, both of you. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we have big things on the horizon. Tom and I really want to start a family and are going to try, hopefully, to get pregnant this winter. And we've talked about that extensively, all of us. Um, we're not expecting Mel to move in and start parenting or anything like that, but I fully hope she remains a partner and supportive to both of us as we go through that, you know, major life change coming up. Yeah. Yeah. We're kind of, Ross had a great thing like a few months ago, like, you know, this is our life and I'm fully like wanting to write all the rules. So like we get to choose what we want to do. Like if, if I move in, if I don't, if whatever we do, like it's not, we don't have to follow anyone else's rules. We get to make our own. So we're, we're definitely playing it by year and just like, you know, feelings are going to change. Things are going to change. It's going to be, uh, you know, things are going to happen, but I, yeah, I agree with Ra. Definitely feel like we got something magical here. So yeah, for me, 
I always think of the idea of like chosen family. I want to build a big, awesome polycule of friends and lovers who all help raise each other's kids and are happy and, you know, like Eva could all live together, which is, I know sounds crazy, but I love, I love that idea of like, you choose your family members and invite them into your world. Yeah. 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 And group and group parenting too, can, can be so much about, give so much value. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. What's interesting is that like, I think we had so many, um, so much, I think initial structure to all this, like, all right, this, this is how this person's going to fit into our world. And we have more, we definitely have gotten away from hierarchy over time. Like all of to where we are now, we seem like, I mean, I feel like we, I feel very evolved and we've come so far, but initially there were a lot more rules and there was a lot more structure and the future was like written. And now I feel like, you know, it's, it's open-ended and that makes it very kind of like, exciting um it 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 would have been scary back then to think about that but now you know with with all that you know has evolved with just the three of us and you know like who knows like i mean i'm i don't fight i mean we don't really fight you know i think there were getting here was not just uh easy there were a lot of bumps and a lot of difficult conversations Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like now nothing's off the table. Yeah, nothing's off the table. It's anymore. all worthy of a conversation. It's like, all right, well, if we, if there's somebody wants something, we, we just need to talk about it. Yeah. And try to make something. Yeah, there's work. no like you said, there's no rules anymore. It's all just like we just need to talk about it, and communicate, and then we decide. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. There's no hard lines anymore. And yeah, as long as everyone's needs are met or compromised and stuff like that, it's been an interesting journey. <laughs> and I'm and I'm, really, I'm really excited for the future too. And I I, I wanted to go back to your point about sovereignty and. independence because I feel like what has been interesting for me just quick about that is you know I kind of felt right before all this was going on we moved out to where we are now and I I definitely felt like I got into a little bit of a codependent uh, mindset and I think our you know like a lot of sometimes maybe a lot of marriages are codependent the people are codependent on one another and you know our my my happiness was our happiness and stuff like that. But this has all really allowed me to grow in my own independent way. And I think it, that's been some of the best side effects of all of this is, as all of our personal individual growths, you know, it's been really, really amazing mm-hmm. to have the freedom and the autonomy to do and say, and, and, and to be honest and, and to seek out new experiences and stuff like that. That's probably one of the better things about all this is the growth. And just like our communication, like I've, so I've only dated a few people. I've never been married. I've never been married for 10 years. That's like a, an insane, in my head, an insane thing. Doesn't feel like that. And so like they, you know, you have to have pretty good communication if you're going to have been married for 10 years. So theirs is like, you know, pretty good. But I have never been this open with partners before. I've never been able to just like talk about, you know, like within, I don't even know, like two or three months of dating these guys, it was like, I have put a lot more on the table than I ever did dating my past few boyfriends for however many years. Like, so that, that is huge for me being able to talk about how I feel. I'm a very emotional person. So there's a lot of tears all the time, but it's like, I really just kind of get them out. And then, you know, it feels, it feels great. And I've, so I've never been this open ever. And it just feels like I'm always, I've been a happy person my whole life, but I feel like in like, just exponentially happier. Yeah. 
So you kind of answered my question because I was going to ask about what some of the like the benefits you've seen to each one of you throughout this process. And it sounds like for you, Mel, it's just like the communication is a big one. Oh, yeah. And yeah, just feeling open and feeling more excited about like my sexuality. I've always been like a super sexual person. And so being just like excited about that and not not having to worry about like, you know, maybe I want to like, not that I'm going to bars anymore because of COVID, but like, you know, like flirting at a bar with a new dude, like I would feel like immense guilt if I was in a monogamous relationship. But now I feel like that is completely allowed and exciting. And that is something that I've never been a part of before. So that is exciting. And then, yeah, just really the communication, like I feel like I can talk to my friends about it and, you know, give them advice on how to communicate better, even if they're in a monogamous relationship or whatever. That is huge. Oh, yeah. Um, We haven't talked about this, but this is a big thing. So one of the benefits for me big time is family. We're all open and out with our families. And in fact, Mel came back with us to the Midwest and like met my family in real life and spent the week with them. And it was magical. It went so well. And they were, you know, all loved each other. And I think we were picking on Tommy a lot and (laughs) it was, I don't know, just really wonderful to, to get to bring in a new partner and they've all been super supportive of it. And I think it's made my biological family really, we've gotten a lot tighter because of it, because there's this new openness that exists. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was going to be one of my questions too. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll take a step back and answer your question too, as far as like, the, I, I think, yeah, the radical honesty, like right at the beginning in, of, of our whole, you know, an, initial delve into this is, was a big dump of the secrets box, you know, and, and everything just went on the table. We, we were like, you know, pet, just past crushes past, you know, Oh, I got drunk and kissed someone or whatever. And like, whatever, you know, everything on the table, no secrets, no more, never a secret. Like, like we've just had pure, pure honesty, pure, um, like communication. And, and I think that is honestly, it brought us so much closer. Like Ron and I were always very much in love and, and like always happy. Like our friends always like, you know, loved our love, you know, and, and loved have like, we were always a, a, a you know, a fun couple unit, like it you know, seemed like that, but <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it's just like, you know, we always got along and, 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 you know, we weren't the couple that were like, you know, the guys over here and the girls over there. It's like, we were always hanging out at the party and like, everything was always great and just no, very little drama to begin with. But like, this is just like strengthened our, our relationship, Ra and I, and then, you know, which is paid dividends in, in my relationship with Mel and my relationship with myself and, and other friends and other family and stuff like that. It's just really, really just being completely honest with ourselves and other people like that and, and, and doing it really healthily, you know, like the communication is, is really on point, which is great. I think it was, you know, one thing that I wanted to say, I thought was super impressive and maybe you'd be willing to talk a little more about it. Mel is that like you jumped into, and, and this isn't to downplay the, the communication on all of your behalfs, but like Mel, you jumped into like a relationship with a couple, something you've never done right after exploring your sexuality. And then on top of that, you're like, well, and I'm also going to just be non-monogamous and date other people too. Like you, you like went from like zero to infinity, like really, really fast. And I think that's impressive. And 
of the like the growth there i, I mean again on all your behalf but like that's that's a crazy evolution in a very short amount of time well, I will say that I definitely went all in quick and then I had to reel myself back in because I was like having deep feels for Tommy and Ra and I was trying to also date other people and I was like, hold on, I don't think I can do this like too much, too much. <laughs> so I definitely had to reel it in and I, I just started kind of trying to date um, other people like more recently. So I would say I, when was that? Like when did I stop dating other people? I don't know. Winner. Yeah. So it was like probably a few months in, I was trying to do everything. Cause I always do that. I'm a yes person. I, I don't say no to anything. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I'll do everything. I don't want a day off. No. And, uh, and so, yeah, I definitely hit a pretty hard wall and I was like, I don't think I can do this. So I, I, I did, uh, I was fidelitous with these two for a little. And then I just kind of, um, like, I kept my fields for the whole time, but I just kind of started looking for more people more recently. But yeah, I definitely did. And I, I had a, a large growth spurt. And for, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I and thank you for, for saying that. But yeah, it was, it was not easy. She's, she's also not giving herself enough credit. Mel is more mature than Tommy and I combined <laughs> and probably one of the most emotionally intelligent people I've ever met. So she's got a lot working for her. <laughs> yeah. It's just all in the front. I just cry as soon as we talk about anything deep. And then it's just <laughs> hey, let out. it out. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hide anything. <laughs> no, I think that that speaks to what Tom was saying about the radical transparency and the radical honesty. Like in, in a dynamic like this, you all have to be honest with each other and yourselves. Otherwise, like, yeah, it might work for a little while, but ultimately, like, grievances are going to grow and build and they're going to bubble up and, and it, like, you might as well get them out there in the open right away. Um, and when people start to tell themselves stories, too, you know, oh, they did this on purpose or they're trying to spend more, they're trying to, they're trying to edge me out or whatever. And you, like, you build a, you build a storyline in your head that can be really destructive. Not that I do this personally, <laughs> never. but I've, I've heard of <laughs> I've heard of other people who have done this and it so yeah well I mean honestly like we could talk for hours oh and I hours know about I, was this, say. So <laughs> I think oh, man I have so much more Keep we could talk well yeah like please yeah, yeah, yeah. do if, if there's something that we haven't touched on like thank you Ra for bringing up the family and have, have the other two of you shared with your families your current situation or, or fr and friends as well yeah, how friends? has that gone yeah, so I've told all my friends, all my closest friends know, and most of them have met these two, and it's great. Um, that's, like, the best part is, like, telling people for the first time. I'm like, so guess what? Guess what I'm doing? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. Um, but I did tell my parents uh, around Halloween. So Tommy uh, was Freddie Mercury for Halloween. <laughs> and uh, I so, so I told my mom, like, how... I was dating a boy and then a few like months later I was like so I'm dating Tommy but I'm also dating someone else and they were like this is not like a new thing I've told them that I've been dating multiple guys like this was pre and so my dad was like what's his name and I was like her name is uh Ra and they're like what <laughs> and they did not expect that at all they didn't know I was bi and then so that was whatever in the fall 
And then Tommy was Freddie Mercury for Halloween. So I sent my mom a picture of him. It was a far away picture, but he was holding a microphone in his left hand. And if you zoom in, you can see his wedding ring. And so, of course, I get a text. It's like, why is he wearing a wedding ring? <laughs> and so like, oh, that, shit. So that... <laughs> <laughs> that, promoted the the, back now. that promoted the conversation and it was a little rough at first it was definitely like they did not get it my parents have been together forever and they're very happy very like happy monogamous happily monogamous so they just they just don't get it and i think they're worried that i'm being taken advantage of and you know all the all the things that monogamous people worry about polyamorous people so yeah but they have met them they met them two months ago and it went well it was very uh surface level and cordial (laughs) and a lot of laughing and that's all i can ask for so it was it's all it's good on my end and all my friends are like so happy and like like exuberantly happy about it so that makes everything better and both of their families are uh like very inviting and happy for all of us so that's nice yeah I have an interesting story on my side. I don't think my parents will hear this and I don't think they'd care anyway, but um, (laughs) yeah. So um, I, so, I mean, you guys know you're about my age. We had AOL, you know, and, and, and the first PC in the house and I was a teenager and I knew more about it than they did. So I knew how to get into their emails and I, found out that my parents were swingers when I was in high school. <laughs> and so, so I mean, I don't know if that had any influence on my later life decisions, but I knew my parents had an open ish relationship and I didn't know really what that meant, but I knew that like once this got to the view, you know, initially it was like, all right, let's just meet this girl. And then like, we started going on dates and then we're starting to cuddle and then we're doing overnights. And then we're like, Oh my God, there's like feelings involved and now. Like, wow. I really love her. And like, this is great. And then we're like, man, I really wish I could tell my, we start telling friends, which was easy. And then we're like, man, we should, we should start. T- I mean, like I want to tell my family because this is a special person in my life that I want to tell them about. And I was, I'm pretty sure I could tell my mom, like my mom's very open about everything, almost too open. She's a nurse and she's just uh, like, <laughs> brazenly open about like everything, like no filter. I was like, I bet I could tell her. And so I told her and she was like really happy about it. And she was like, Oh wow, that's so great. And like, even to this day, she's like, should I be texting Mel? Like, (laughs) she's like, how's Mel? How's everything? I was, you know, so she's really, really sweet about it. And then I didn't tell my dad for a long time because my dad's the more like controlling one or whatever, even though I knew he was in that scenario while my parents were together since divorce. But I eventually told him and they've, they've all met. We, we spent some time at his house under the same roof for a few days, you know, a few months ago. So that, that's that's gone well. He he was accepting of it, you know. He knows less than my mom does, I think. And then yeah, her her parents were even cooler about it than mine were, and my parents were pretty cool about it. Tell me about what your your mom revealed. Oh shit! Yeah, well, she like when I told her, I knew that if I told, because she's one of those people who's just an overshare sometimes, <laughs> I, and I knew that like if I opened that door, she'd be like. Yeah! Like she would like just dump everything that she's ever done on me. Like, well, I did this and this and this. And I was just like, I just wasn't ready to hear it. Cause she, she I don't think she knew that I knew as much as I did. And I was just like, Oh boy. So like, I, I was going to tell, I told her. And then yeah, the, yeah, she's like, well, I want to tell you that me and the guy she's like married to now, you're like, we've been in the lifestyle for the last 10 years. And I was like, ah, like I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, 
<laughs> so yeah, they're very much still, I guess, in the lifestyle. And so I was like, okay, great. So, so that made it even easier for us. Like, my mom was the first one to meet me all, and we all went bowling, and, and it was right around Christmas. Yeah. And then um, Sarah got the the courage to tell her parents. You told your mom first. Yeah, my mom was she. Her first question was, uh, "Has the flame gone out between you and Tom?" Like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. All is well. And then, then she was like, oh, my experimental kid, when she was kind of wrapping her head around it. And then was like, okay, that's awesome. Good for you. Whatever makes you happy, as long as it's healthy and, you know, things are good between you guys. Great. Good for you. And then I got the courage to tell my dad after brunch and a little too much champagne and told him. And I was nervous because he, he's a more, um, him and I are really, really close. And I was worried about doing anything to our relationship. And he cried, which he never cries. He's he's very like stoic Midwestern guy, does not cry. <laughs> and he he was crying. I was crying. Mel came into the hallway to like give me a hug. And he had told me, he's like, tell her welcome to the family. And I hope so she gets, I'm crying. Yeah. I hope Everyone she comes to Thanksgiving with us this year. It was really sweet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's just amazing. Like, I love those stories. That's just, yeah. it's, I mean, yeah. Even though there's some road bumps or road bumps, even though there's some speed bumps, it's still bumps. Yeah. <laughs> it's still such a heartwarming like welcome from the majority of people that you've shared it with. Yeah, yeah, it's been really well received, and I have I, I Ra owns her own company, if you will. She's independent contractor thing and but i'm i'm still in like the professional world so i like worry about certain people getting wind of it you know because it's just my company is a big one and so it's like i'm sure there are people that within my company that wouldn't be cool with it so i have to be more secretive on that side of things but otherwise we are open with everyone mm-hmm. yeah right. and everybody knows Mel. she's over all the time hanging out with us all the time they kind of expect we travel as a unit now and yeah. like when we get wedding invites that say plus two, you know, it's not just a plus one. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it's, it's fantastic that everybody has been so warm and welcoming and that, I don't know, it just seems like it's been a fantastic journey for, for all of you as a unit and, and individually uh, that, that everybody has done a lot of learning and growing and exploration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Really lucky. Yeah. This is like the, you know, the best outcome yeah that, you know not that i had an outcome that i planned on because i did not expect <laughs> this to happen but yeah. <laughs> and neither did we honestly like i said like we originally just were trying to find like a really cool person to have in our world and 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 then it it like so far exceeded the, those expectations we were like whoa well what's next like you know we we're so much more happy and like we we kind of like slap ourselves like is this real? Like, is this real like life, you know? And, and so, you know, couldn't, couldn't be happier. And it's just very surreal. Yeah. 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 Well, is there, is there anything we haven't talked about that you were, I know, I feel dying like I have, to talk we could ask yeah. a whole bunch more questions, but we'll just have to come on for a part two. That's right. Point. We, can so. we could do a part two and get into more of the details. <laughs> uh, Mel and I are just about to like celebrate our first, uh, our so, one year our, our, our solo one, date anniversary. Yeah, our one year. Weekend. Yeah, that that solo date came up kind of an accident because Ra and I were initially talking like, well, maybe, you know, could we spend time one on one? And just so happened, Ra was going out of town last minute when we all had a, tri- a trip planned, and so then her Mel, Ra was like, why don't you two just go? And so 
uh, Mel and I went on this little, you know, day trip, um, to a really fun place out here. And, uh, and we had a blast and that was like where Mel and I really kind of like our relationship took a, a leap, a giant like leap forward was that day. And so we're, and we're going to the same place. We're going to the same place, for the whole weekend. <laughs> same place, same day. <laughs> and, uh, that'll be fun. Has the, like, Rob, you talked a little bit about how, like when that initial like fire was starting to burn really hot, it was hard have, and maybe this is a question for all three of you, has that maybe blossomed into conversion at this point where now? Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, at first new relationship energy is a lot and we, we had to create some new agreements about things because I think there's a lot of intensity and there were plenty of times where you guys like just clearly like needed to be on your own and it was better if I wasn't there. So we worked around it and I think figured out a good balance, but it did settle. And now it's, it's such a cool thing where if, if Mel and I are hanging out around a date, you're just, you're probably wherever you are, just glowing, like gleaming. You're so happy that we're happy. Yeah. I I love their love. Honestly, seeing them go on a date and seeing them hold hands and, and seeing them wink at each other or something like that is just, I literally get like the, the, you know, the the fluttery, like, Oh, that's so awesome. Like, I'm just, it makes me so happy. Yeah. And it's, it's cool for me because we've been together so long. I it's, it's amazing to see, cause you're, you're a very good partner and very romantic and thoughtful and all that. And seeing you shower somebody else with that love is cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think I have the hardest time with it, which is so silly. <laughs> <laughs> They're the married ones and I should just be used to it. But I know I'm definitely get I've definitely grown, but it, I do have, I just get FOMO because I'm like, I want to be there. I want to do what you guys are doing. I want to can we all do it? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just listened to the uh, multi-amory episode about compassion and I don't know why, but so all of a sudden I'm just like, something's clicked in my brain and now I feel like pretty good about everything, but I definitely go through waves. It's just a big roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in any relationship there can be mismatch or different imbalances, di- imbalance, yeah. uh, imbalances and everything. Yeah. And it's natural for that to feelings to come up at different times. So, Oh my God, the first two months of COVID, all oh. three of us were the only people we were seeing too, very much on lockdown here. And we, no, basically. I mean, it was like, it was basically like, like who's going to yeah, die? Tommy like, would go <laughs> up and then down and then I would go up and down. It was like, but we did, we did do dates. So it was like yeah. we, two of us weren't crashing on the same day. We did a pretty good <laughs> job of swapping off. But yeah, we were. <laughs> oh my God. I, Those were some rough months. But we also had probably the, one of the better quarantine stories. Yeah, we got to talk about the story. So at the beginning, like, well, we had a, we had a person to hang out with, you know, we're like, all right, well, you're, you're in, you're in like, so we all were like, all right, well, what are we going to do? And I think we all just reverted to like, you know, like there's a big, big, scary world out there going on right now. Like let's build a pillow fort and it's March in the Northeast. Yeah. We are not nice out. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it was miserable outside. And so we built a giant pillow fort that like added a room to our apartment. No, no, it took over a room. Yeah, it took over. <laughs> <laughs> it living room became a giant den. It was yeah. An outdoor <laughs> pillow fort. <laughs> it was awesome. And it was up for th- three months. Three months. Yeah, we- <laughs> it was so close. Cool. It, 
<laughs> it was the best place ever. Like it was, we thought it was gonna be. A, I thought like two weeks tops, <laughs> and then I would keep coming back, and it would still be up. There were electric candles in there and twinkle lights, and yep. it was um, a magical place. And then uh, yeah, but we also were like, all right, well, what do we do today so we don't go crazy? Like, all right, let's tie dye today, and let's do a puzzle today, and let's learn French today, and like we just like made a giant list of all the fun things that would like keep us from going crazy. Yeah, because yeah, work basically stopped for all of us. Ah, uh, so yeah. We had all this time and all this quality time together with nothing else what, to do. What can we do today to try to make ourselves happy? We need to hit a dopamine now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, it's inspiration. Hopefully there's somebody listening out there that's tearing the cushions off their couch. Making a big blanket for it. Building the fort. It is awesome. It was awesome. We I bought onesies for all of us. Oh, yeah, we bought <laughs> onesies in our fort. <laughs> You know, I saw some article recently about how adults need to just play more and have fun. And that's like both sexual, but also just non-sexual play. Like just, just yeah. embrace the inner child in you. And that's oh, a yeah. perfect example. <laughs> the dog loved it. Oh, yeah. I bet. Yeah. That was <laughs> place. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, we could do this all night, but we will respect yeah, your time. Uh-oh, Emily's I've got a question. One last thing. Of course. Sure. If you've listened to the show, you know we ask about bloopers. Has there been a blooper that you would want to share at all? It can be sexual or non-sexual. It doesn't matter. Oh, well, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Well, the first time we used the, the uh, Tatum. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, you tell that one, Mel. <laughs> So we got one of the dildos that like can go in me and then also in raw. So it's like a strap on, but there's no straps. And uh, I had it in and it's bright pink, hot pink. And I was just <laughs> cracking up and I'm like walking over toward raw. I'm like, I have a penis. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I tried it and I couldn't keep it in me because I was laughing too hard. <laughs> and Tommy is just like, can we just get a move on? Like, come on. Like, he couldn't handle that we were laughing, and Ron and I are just losing it. We no, I like laugh. it when everything's silly, but they <laughs> yeah. just, they were just like doubling over, and every time they'd laugh, it'd shoot out of them. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> no, that's a, a fitting end. Oh, to, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. So, well, I mean, thank you both. Oh, thank you both. <laughs> Damn brain. I'm going to edit that out. Editing that out for sure. <laughs> You should leave it. It's actually funny, though. <laughs> no, it feels exclusionary. I couldn't do that to Mel. <laughs> or Ra. Uh, or you, Tom. Uh, all right. Well, thank thank you all for joining <laughs> us tonight. Don't laugh at me. I could laugh at you if I want. Blooper reel. Uh, for joining us, for sharing everything, for being so open and vulnerable, uh, for not crying too much, Mel. We appreciate it. It makes me I cry. I was prepared to cry. I was like, right. even if you were to cry, yeah, that's yeah. totally okay. It's just it's contagious. <laughs> so, and yeah, I mean, I hope I hope this isn't the last time we all talk. And just thank you again for sharing. Yeah, it was a, a very inspiring, uplifting, and happy story. Yeah, and we're just, I'm just so appreciative of the vulnerability and the openness that all of you have. So, thank you so much. Thank you guys for yeah. like starting this podcast and like, yeah. like giving us the platform. I'm you so happy. No idea how much we learned from listening to you guys for so long. So it's nice yeah, to get to the, hopefully pay it forward to someone else. I know. Uh, I, that was, <laughs> I was like, Hey, maybe we, could, maybe, maybe they'd like, 
like like us on their show. I mean, I haven't heard of Thruple on there. And like, <laughs> yeah. I, I was finally feeling like, cause like I didn't know my ass from a hole in the ground a year and a half ago or so. And or whatever it is, but like, I, I feel like I've learned a lot and you guys were definitely a part of it. And, and yeah, so thank you guys. Yeah. But it's oh. also good. We wanted to give light to the thruples of the world because we follow a bunch on Instagram, but I had never, um, you know, in all the books, like Ethical Slut is very couples based. Um, the more than two is pretty couples based. So, and I guess for me also, just never, there's never been a, a solo humans guide, but I just started reading Dedeker's book, uh, Girl's Guide to Polyamory. So that is, I will say. I just started it, so I don't know yet, but that's a good one so far. But yeah, we just, um, there's not as much information out there about thruples. We follow a few on Instagram, but we wanted to kind of give at least our side of the story. Yeah. Uh, what we've gone through. Well, we're so happy you did. And and again, thank you all for that. And yeah. Thank you so much. And we'll just have to stay tuned for another part two at some point. Yeah. Or a catch up again. <laughs> yeah. Because sure. there's, you know, there's a lot going on. Oh, yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, we'll let you get along with your evening. It's late on your end of the world, and we'll be in touch. All right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Welcome, Welcome back. back. Nailed, Nailed it. it. Yeah, it's like we're supposed to say, and we're back. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's okay. Well, you somehow read my mind. Well, but what I was going to say. because we finish each other's sentences. sentences. Yeah, we, <laughs> no, we don't need to. That, that was last. That was, joke. yeah, we don't need to go down that road. <laughs> On a more serious note, thank you to Mel, Ra, and Tom for yes. coming on, sharing your story, for being vulnerable. For reaching out to us in the first place. They reached out and said, we want to be your first thruple. And we we're like, yeah, let's do this. It's awesome. Again, they're not our thruple. <laughs> I don't know why. We're you... interviewing them, okay? Just because you're dreaming about them being our <laughs> thruple doesn't mean they are. True. So, also, they by the way. They can be friends. By the way. I just want to say that Tom probably didn't make a whole lot of friends with our male listeners because, I don't know if you remember, uh-huh. his, his first non-monogamous experience was with Ra and her two, her roommate and her best friend. Yes, I remember. So his he basically had a foursome with three other women. Lucky him. And now he's married to one and dating another one. Like, get the fuck out of here, Tom. <laughs> It's my it's, turn. It's kick-ass. It's my turn. <laughs> no, just kidding. We are very happy for you. And thank you so much for... Re- <laughs> that really was not sincere there, Finn. <laughs> so ha- I'm so happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> way, no, way to in, say it. <laughs> in all seriousness, we're happy for all three of you, and it was a heartwarming story, so thank you. Yes. And if you want to check out our guest... <laughs> I didn't mean it to sound like that. If you want to check out all the information yeah, about our guests, as well as check them out, you can go over to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, click on the podcast tab, and you can see pictures of most of our guests, as well as all of the links for anything they mentioned in the episode. Well, let's call it show notes and resources. That, that's, I was going that and way. if you happen to glance at the photos of our guests, that's fine, but <laughs> we prefer you don't go there just to check them out. Man, we're on top of it today. I have been nothing but on top of it. <laughs> All right. So with that, um, maybe just a quick reminder that you can sign up for Alt Playground by heading over to altplayground.net. Man, you can meet all those love voodoo uh, vagrants and yeah. the other the people coming over from Swingers Underground. And also, 
Remember, there is a virtual meet and greet this weekend that is just waiting to be had. September 19th. It's a Saturday. This coming Saturday. Now, real quick note. If you are listening to this and it is after September 19th, don't worry. We will put another one on the calendar for next month. October. Yeah. So if it's after September 19th, go check out our website for the date of the next one. And with that, we hope you have a wonderful, hopefully Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, You know. Whatever day you're listening to this. And we'll see you Saturday night. Yeah. And with that. I think that's it. That's it. Normalizingnamonogamy.com. No. Jesus Christ. Like see, how fa- like see how fast I can like say it. Infomercial. Well, all the all the info is there. You can even reach out to us there. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, reach out to us. Come on the show. If you come on the show, remember you get that free access into the meet and greet. <laughs> that's true. So we'll okay. see you there. Now, thank you so much for listening. Bye, everyone. <laughs>